Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I am your host, Adam Tuggle, and yes, this is the show that gets your week started off right. This is the show where the gospel is told and not sold, y'all. Yes, we are back again with another episode, with another topic, with another great show on today. Amen. I hoping you have a I hoping you're having a very blessed week, man. I got tongue tied there, um, <laughs> but I um, like I said, I hope you're having a very very blessed week. And this week, I wanted to do a topic that was um, hitting of the heart, hitting of the heart today. So we're going to be talking about the topic on this episode. We're going to be talking about what's in your cup. What's in your cup? You might say, well, what are you what are you talking about? What's in my cup? What do you mean? Well, what is in your cup? What the basis of this topic is, what is the things that we need to take inventory on? What is in our lives? that we need to look at that we might want to do inventory on what are the friends that we either need to dismiss or let more closely who are the family members that we need to you know not not dismiss but just separate for a little bit or let them come in a little bit closer we're going to talk about it on today on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. We're going to do inventory of our lives today, y'all, because it's, it's inventory time. All right. I hope you having a very, very blessed week, like I said. But after this commercial break, we're going to dive into this topic on today on this episode of the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show with your host, Adam Tuggle. I hope you're having a very, very blessed week again. In Jesus' name, God bless you. After this commercial break, come on back and listen to this topic on today. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I am your host, Adam Tuggle. Yes. We are back on the air, amen. And I hope you enjoyed that commercial break. Uh, Man, if you are looking for a way to uh, do a podcast, like like the commercial said, uh, you can go to anchor.fm and sign up and you can create your own podcast. Um, It's very, very easy. Man, I, I this is how I do mine. It's very, very easy. So we want to uh, give a special shout out to Anchor, cause man, this is this is the 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 real deal, man. Um, but uh, I thank God for having this platform to be able to uh, bring forth the word of God in Jesus' name and in other things as well. Uh, a special shout out to. Uh, our good friends, um, our sponsors, in Jesus' name, we thank God for Snap Photography, who uh, 
is very, very instrumental in this podcast and in very instrumental in what we're doing over here. So shout out to Snap Photography, uh, my buddy Angelo Martinez. Man, if y'all need uh, anything, anything, I mean anything in the photography uh, field, um, make sure you hit up my buddy Angelo Martinez. Um, he does editing videos, uh, videographies, um, documentaries, all of that. If you need any video, he does uh, weddings. Just hit him up on Facebook, Angelo Martinez. Uh, go to my. You can go to my Facebook page and look up. Go on my friends list and look him up, and um, he will give you a very, very great uh, price for very great, great quality work. Um, he's done a whole lot of things. I know the logo for our podcast. He did that. So we we want to. Uh, he designed the logo for our podcast. So we we want to. Uh, Thank him uh, for being a sponsor for the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. And also, we want to uh, uh, send a special shout out to um, our other sponsor, uh, Fresh Fades Mobile Barbering, where a a fresh haircut is a good, is a great haircut. And it is not a game out here when it comes to uh, haircuts. Uh, In the words of the barber, Jermaine Wallace, it is not a game out here. Uh, (laughs) So make sure if you need a haircut, uh, go to my Facebook page, look up Jermaine Wallace, and he will be able to bless you with a haircut. In Jesus' name, he does do visits. He is a mobile barber. Um... But y'all set that up with him, and he will give you um, a great haircut in Jesus' name. Also, we want to thank all of our sponsors. We want to send a special shout-out to all of our sponsors uh, and all of our listeners. Um, I said sponsors twice. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, want to send a special shout-out to all of our listeners in Jesus' name. Um, each and every listener from around the world, we want to thank you for tuning in to the Summit uh, Internet Radio Podcast uh, show on today and the previous shows that we've already done, past shows. Um, we love you guys and we thank you. We also want to give a special uh, birthday, special birthday shout out um, to all of the birthdays. Every single birthday in the month of March, I want to do a special, special birthday shout out for the month of March and April, since it is April. Um, I want to give a special shout out to my own, my very own, my very own mother, uh, both of my mothers, um, my my biological mother and my stepmother. Um, both of them had birthdays. Both of them had birthdays in March. So we want to give them, uh, give them their flowers while they live. Um, happy birthday, both of y'all. I love both of you. Both of you are very instrumental in my life. And I thank you so much for being instrumental in my life. Um, in Jesus' name. And happy birthday uh, to both of you. Happy belated birthdays to both of you. 
in Jesus' name. And to all of the April birthdays, happy birthday to all of you, no matter what date you have, no matter what day your birthday falls on, happy birthday to you, whether it's belated or uh, coming up in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to dive into this topic today, and the topic is what's in your cup. Now, the Bible uh, states that we should be careful, that we should be careful and that we should be careful for nothing. And throughout all of the Bible, we see that people, um, not just in the Bible, but throughout the world, and even today, we see um, that people have to. It is a common thing for people to make decisions. And it goes by the decisions that we make affect our lives and affect what's in our cup. You might say, well, what do you mean by what's in my cup? Well, what's in your life? What is in your life that you might want to think about? What is in your life that you might want to, might want to change, might want to fix, might want to, you know, look at. Uh, We're not judging when we say uh, this, what's in your life. We're not judging, we're not bashing or anything like that. So let me put that disclaimer up right now. But this is just to take inventory of ourselves, inventory of our lives. We are in a new year. We are in 2021. We're in the what, fourth, I believe it's the fourth month of this new year, and, you know, at the beginning of the year, we we see a lot of people putting up New Year's resolutions and things like that, things that they might want to change about themselves, things that they might want to do, uh, goals that they might want to reach, so this is what it is. What's in your cup? What's in your, what's in your life that is... Um, prohibiting you from reaching those goals what is in your life that's helping you reach those goals we need to take inventory of our lives not just naturally but spiritually as well spiritually um you cannot grow naturally without the spiritual and i say that very boldly um you won't be able to prosper unless your soul prospers, the Bible says. So we must prosper in every area of our lives. If you are not prospering spiritually, and, you're, and you might prosper uh, in the natural, but if you're not prospering spiritually, it doesn't make sense. And you have to, as my friends, as my friend would say, and as my wife would say, make it make sense. Just because you're prospering uh, naturally or physically or does not mean that you're all the way prospering in your life. We have to prosper also spiritually as well. What do I mean by that? We have to stay prayed up. We have to stay fasted up. We have to stay worded up because the enemy is shrewd. The Bible says that um, that the enemy uh, that. The devil comes to steal, kill, and to what? Destroy. So he's seeking whom he may devour. Whom, but that but that text in there says he's seeking whom he may 
may devour. Doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to devour you. That is up to you if you allow him to devour you with the tactics that he has. It is up to us. That is a decision that we make. Do you understand, and you might not understand this, but I want you to understand this, that you and I have more power in us through the blood of Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ himself. We have more power in our pinky finger than the devil has in his whole kingdom. Did you know that? I I mean, I'm just saying, I, I would love to say amen to that because the Lord has blessed us. The Lord has showed his mercy. The Lord has showed his grace. The Lord has showed his honor um, over us. And we, in return, should show our, our appreciation by making decisions and by getting the things that we need together for, for a better life with the Lord Jesus Christ. We must take inventory of our lives. What do I mean by taking inventory? We must find out what's in our cup. Is our cup bitter? Is our cup lower? Is the things in our cup going to make us uh, healthy, spiritually and naturally? Is the stuff in our cup going to make us unhealthy? Because the things that you take in in your life, the people that you roll with, the, the, the circle that you have, that affects your health. Not just, not just uh, uh, physically, not just naturally, but uh, but emotionally, mentally, spiritually, it affects us. The people that we roll with. If we got look, it it's it's very it, it's it's like this. If you are, the Bible says, evil communication what corrupt good manners. Okay, if you're rolling with, or if you got in your inner circle, if you got all people that are that are that are doing wrong, eventually, if you don't be careful, you're gonna do wrong. If you're rolling with them, amen. Because in the fact is, if you if you that's why back in the day. I hung around a lot of elderly people when I was a child. And a lot of people that that know me say that I have an old soul. Why is that? Because I hang around a lot of elderly people when I was younger. I, hang around, I hung around my great-grandmother, both my great-grandmothers. I hung around my father. Um, he's not old, y'all. But... Uh, <laughs> um, um, and shout out to him. He 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 turned sixty uh, last year. So pray for him in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, and so did my mom. My mom just turned sixty, as I said before. She just had a birthday. Amen. Amen. Um, but hanging around those people taught me things. It taught me how to maneuver through life. Some things that I understand better. Um, as I'm a a young man it taught me as a child it taught me to maneuver through life hanging around people that were way older than me and more wiser than me and growing up I was a child that would say things that older people would say okay 
and I find myself telling, you know, telling my children, telling my boys, hey, go out and and if you if 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 your mom has a bunch of men in the house or young men in the house, she should never have to take out the trash. That's something that um, I learned as a young man through hanging around older people. Because back in the day, um, you know, my dad, my dad had us, had us, you know, going where if we're in the house, your mother should never have to take out the trash. Your sister should never have to take out the trash. We're all, we're all boys or men, young men or whatever you want to call us. They should never have to take out the trash. My wife never takes out the trash. Now she accompanies my boys to the trash can. Because the, the, you know, the age that we're living in, but I have taught my taught my children, even to my youngest, he even does it. Now he's starting to do it now, believe it or not. Anyway. Uh, but those are the things that I'm talking about. If you have good, if you have good leadership, if you have good good people in your life um, teaching you, you gotta have a good teacher. But you also have to be teachable. You have to be teachable. I don't know everything. And there's some people that think they know everything. I mean everything. You can't be like that. We can't be like that. Where we think we've arrived to the point that we can't be taught nothing. Life is a teachable experience. Every day you can learn something. Every day. And it's not just learning about the word of God. It's learning about life. This is life. We're just using the word of God to teach life. And you can use the word of God. The Bible is a very good blueprint to life. It's very good. It's a very great blueprint. It's the perfect blueprint uh, to, uh, you know, to mastering this thing called life. And when you when you take the scriptures and you use them, then you it's not just to learn about uh, Moses and Aaron and Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and Genesis and Genesis through uh, Malachi. But it is to teach life. And when you go through life, some things that you learn in life, you don't have to go through some of the things that I I was able to avoid is because I watched people. There were some things that I avoided in life, some 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 tragedies that I avoided in life because the people I hung with, um, the thing, the decisions that I made, uh, the friends that I kept. There were times where my friends, and, and nothing against them, I, I you know I love I love I love my friends. I have friends that I grew up with that I'm still friends with today. Believe it or not, I have friends that I went to, uh, you know, elementary school with that I'm still friends with today. I got one friend. Uh, he's he one of my one of my good friends, one of my best friends. He's considerably one of my best friends, and he's got a family, got a wife, got children, and you know we we talk on occasion. We may not talk every day. Though we do talk on occasion, you know, and 
you know, I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate, I value, and you know what? In having a good, a good life and building your life and, and, you know, and making sure that your life is going well and making sure your life is blessed is always having good people around you because you don't want to be you you don't want to be a person on an, you don't want to be an island you do you cannot go through life without having somebody helping you now you might think and I might think that hey I can do this on my own because there's some people that have that mentality and look if you have that mentality and you think that you can do it by yourself all the time then I would say that you have a problem because nobody goes through life without help. Sometimes I and and I remember I remember uh, my dad told this story one time that there was a, a person uh, stranded on a stranded at sea, and they were asking the Lord to help them. You know, save me, Lord, save me. And one, you know, in the midst of that, um, in the midst of that process of them trying to be saved, um, you know, a boat came by. And this is, you know, long story short, I really don't know the the, the depth of it, but I'm telling the version that I was told. Um, They sent the boat by and then they said, no, Jesus will save me. And the boat left. And then there was a helicopter, you know, there was a helicopter that came and, and, you know, the person that was in the water, they were, they were almost drowning and he was, and they were like, you know, no, the helicopter came down and tried to save them and everything. And they was like, no, Jesus will save me. And the helicopter went away and a lifeguard came and, it was like, no, Jesus will save me. And after so long, that person drowned. They went to heaven and they asked God, they said, they said, Lord, why didn't you save me? And the Lord told him, I tried to save you. I sent you. I sent you a boat. I sent you a, a helicopter. I sent you a lifeguard. But yet you did not want to use these things. So the more of that, uh, the more of that story is, we all need help. We all need help sometimes. We all need people in our circle. Now, your circle might be small, your circle might be huge, but you always need a, a person or people that are going to help you in your life, in your circle. You cannot be an island. I cannot be an island. We must have people that are going to be there for us and and in return we be there for them a lot of people in this day and age they just like to take 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 sometimes we have to give 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 but that does not mean that um in giving and then let's look at the other side of the coin in giving does not mean that you become a person that gets used and abused for your giving there are some people that give so much and I know people 
that give a lot. I've been around it my whole life where people in my life have given. And I've been taught how to give. And I've given. And people will abuse your giving. People will abuse, some people will abuse people's giving. And they will just take, 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 take until they, the person that is giving is drained. And they won't have nothing left in their cup for themselves. But sometimes the givers, and this is, this is to people that give. This is just a little side note. If you're giving all the time, make time for yourself. Make time for yourself. Take a vacation. And when I say that, when I say that I'm talking to who I'm talking to today, whoever listens to this podcast, you know you've been giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. And you're in and people have been taking and taking and taking and taking. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you take time to yourself. Amen. Because Jesus even rested. When him giving, he rested. He rested. There, there was, when he was creating the earth, on that seventh day, Jesus rested. When, when Jesus was in, was in the ship, when that storm, when the storm happened, and, and his disciples were in chaos, wondering, and they were saying, Master, care thou, carest thou not that we perish? Jesus was asleep in the bottom of that boat. He was sleeping. He had to get rest too, in the physical, not in the spiritual, because in the spiritual, he never slept. But in the physical, his physical body, just like our physical bodies need rest, his physical body needed rest, and he was sleeping. Amen. So take time for yourself. That's why I said the word of God is a very good blueprint to life. Life to he he took some time for himself. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, um, you know, grabbing a good book and and reading it, Um, grabbing you some 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 tea or or a cup of coffee in the morning and just sitting back and reading the book. Amen. I know you go, we go through day to day, getting up, going to work, doing this, doing that, moving around, taking care of kids, taking care of our husbands, taking care of our wives, taking care of this, taking care of that, going on, some of us, our jobs, um, on our jobs, whether we be doctors, lawyers, whatever we call ourselves, janitors, whatever, and we have so much time invested in our jobs, well, we don't take time for ourselves. Let me tell y'all something. Whether you be single or married, take time for yourself. Take time for your family. Look, married couples, I'm here to tell you, this is all in what's in your cup today, y'all. Married couples, take time for yourself. Take time. Look, if you're married, and this is what I learned, and I had, and I'm still learning this. I have to learn this. I like, I love my wife. I love my wife. When I say I love my wife, I love my wife. But I had to learn how to let her go. What do you mean I had to learn how to let her go? Because I, me, I, I love my wife to the point that, hey, look, 
you can always be around me. I love my children. You can always be around me. You can always come to me. You can always talk to me, whatever. And at the beginning of our marriage, I was always on the realm of, I always want to be there for my wife. I always want to spend time with my wife because I never know. And, and, and it got me, I guess I was a little bit afraid because, you know, um, especially of this pandemic that's happening, that's going on, um, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, it really got me thinking, like, I got to spend a lot. I got to spend more time with my family. I got to spend more time with my wife. That that downtime, me and her, just me and her, just reconnecting, getting getting our, our connection together, you know? And so it, you cannot, and I've learned this, you can't smother your spouse. You got to let them breathe. And I had to learn that. Because at, at one point I wouldn't, boy, <laughs> I wouldn't let my wife breathe. And there was times where she would be so worried about me, she wouldn't let me breathe. And so we wouldn't let each other breathe. And what I mean by breathe, I mean let them go, let them go out by themselves, let them go out with their friends, let them go. If their friends, now let me say this: if their friends are are not or not toxic to their life, then let them go out. Let them, let them, let them do, you know? And, you know, I, I have a, I have, I, I take time out with my, with, what I do is, and take time out with your children. I'm not just saying take time out with your, with your, with your spouse only. Take time out with your children. Fathers, mothers, let me tell you something. It is good for you because I do this. I do this on 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 various occasions. Okay. What I do is is I have a with my wife. I do a date weekend. We go out. Uh, we rent a hotel or something or whatever. It doesn't necessarily we have to go out of state or whatever, but we go. We spend two nights or three nights or whatever, how many nights we want to at a hotel and we we reconnect with each other. And then some days we do family. We do our family uh, things. Even if it's here at the house, we connect as a family. We, could, we bond together as a family. And then what I do is, is I take it a step further and my wife takes it a step further is we do I do uh, a guy's day out with my boys. I I go, I, I let my wife stay at home. I'm like, babe, I got the boys. I go out, I take my boys out. We go out for the day or we go out. We go out for lunch. Um, we go, we, 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 we go to the arcade. We, you know, we do some stuff. We do some fun stuff, you know. Sometimes we go wherever. You know, and then take it in a step further. I do one-on-one time with my boys, just like I do with my wife. I do one-on-one time with my boys. What is that? I take them each one by one. One weekend, I do one, take one. The other weekend, I take another one. And the other one, I take, the other weekend, I take another one by themselves. And I just talk to them. I spend time with them. 
just to reconnect with them, just to let them know, hey, daddy is here. And my wife does the same thing. You know, she'll she'll do a mommy and mommy and Sunday. It's mommy and Sunday. You know, this is what what's in your cup because you want those you want those relationships to 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 bind closer together. You want those relationships to bind closer together. And the one thing that I that I'm learning now is that I separate um, church and family. You have to separate the two because you can't be so you can't be so churchy that you're no earthly good. And you can't be so natural minded that you're no spirit that you're not spiritually good either. There has to be a balance. Yes, the Lord wants you to serve him. And and, and when you take care of of the things of what God wants you to take care of, and you're taking care of your family, you're doing what God is calling you to do. Because if you're not taking care of your family, if you're not taking care of your children, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not doing what God is telling you to do. Because if you don't take, a man that does not take care of his family is worse than an infidel, the Bible says. Okay, what's in your cup? Is it a bad relationship? Are you look? I want you to I want you to see this through the glass. I want you to see it through the window. I want you to open up the window and look inside and see what is it in my life that I need to fix. What is it in my life that I need to keep? What is it I need to to uh, set aside? Who are the people in my life? What's in my cup? What is in my life that I need to fix right now? There are a bunch. Look, let me tell you something. I'm preaching to the choir when I say that because there are some things that I need to change about Adam. Okay? And I'm doing that. Because the main goal, the main goal out out of everything that's said and done, the main goal is for us to make it to heaven. That's it. What will what will Jesus say to you when you stand before him? Amen. What will he say to you? What will he say? Amen. Is he going to say before you and uh, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Or will he say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Look, for all of my single people, because I was one single one time, one time in my life, <laughs> it is good if you are not married. Let me tell you something. If you're married, you have a good life. You have one of the best lives. Because you have a, you have somebody that you can share with. You have somebody that you can build with. You have somebody that you can you can share your you can share with. You have somebody that you love. You have somebody that you're, you know, you have a family, you're spending time together. You're building those moments. Okay? But if you are single, let me tell you something. You have one of the best lives too. 
I've been on both sides of the fence. Okay, I'm on. I've, I've been in the single life, and I'm in the married life. I'm in the family life. You know, whatever. But if you're single, and if you're single with children, let me tell you something. Your life is not over just because you have children. Whether you be, whether you be man or woman. Okay. If you are um, single, you have one of the best lives. Cherish your singleness. Okay? Cherish your singleness. You might say, well, cherish my say, I need, I ain't look, I'm tired of laying here by myself and not having a family or, you know, I'm tired of just talking to just my my son or my daughter or my kids I want somebody to cherish me I want somebody look until you learn how to cherish yourself nobody will know until you can cherish yourself and know your worth and know your value nobody else will know it because they'll know it by it resonating through you and you have to figure out what's what is good about you what is good about uh, what is the things that you bring to if possible because it is possible what is it that you would be able to bring to a relationship to a courtship to a marriage that is valuable what is that what is a value because it's not just a job it's not just money it's not just a place. It's not just the. It's not just the things of of life that 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 is of value. But it is your personality. It is your love for people. It is your. It, it it's your integrity. It's your intelligence. It's the way you manage money. It's the way you manage. It's the way you can budget. Those things matter to a relationship those things matter to a courtship those things matter especially to a marriage can you manage your money because if you can't manage your money you don't need to be you don't need to be with somebody i'm just gonna say that now if you look there are some things that my dad and i say this on the show a lot when i first moved out on my own my father told me He said, Adam, you will not be able to do the same things that you did when you were living with us, with us, meaning my parents. And I took it for a grain of salt at first. He said, you're going to have bills. You're going to have times where you're not going to have the money to pay bills and you're going to you're going to need to save. You're going to need to save money so that when those rainy days come, we got a question coming in, y'all. Amen. Um, that's what that buzzer, that's what that buzz meant. Um, I'm, I'm going to read those questions. Uh, send me in your questions, uh, your comments and everything, and we'll get to them. And if we don't get to them, if we don't get to all of them, we definitely will get them off the off air. And we will answer your questions in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, but he told me this, and I took it for a grain of salt at first. And 
you know, when I got my first bill in the mail with me moving out, boy, it hit me like a ton of bricks because I didn't have money to pay it because I was over there. He said, you're not going to be able to go shopping and all this stuff. And he he didn't say I couldn't go shopping at all. But not as much, not as much as I did if, I'm, if I never had any bills. Do you know me living with me living with my parents? I thought I was really doing something by having a having a phone bill, and I wasn't doing a thing. I know that now, but back then I was just a teenager, you know, having a little phone bill, having to have getting my getting you know getting my checks, you know getting check here and working and you know all of that and I thought I really thought I was doing something I thought I was really coming up in the world but I really really wasn't doing much but when I moved down I really learned a valuable lesson because that first bill I got and I didn't have the money for it because I went off and shopped and did all this and I but I never but I took responsibility for the actions that I did and there are some people that do not take responsibility for the actions that they do, but they want to make excuses for the actions that they do. Well, woe is, and they want to do the woe is me's. Some of them want to do the woe is me's. And if that's you, hey, we're not, we're not attacking you. But learn how to take responsibility for your actions and for your, for your mistakes. Just chuck it up as a loss and move on. Learn from it. Don't do it again. If you don't do it again, then you've learned from it. If you do it again, you ain't learned from it. Amen? But, and if you lack wisdom, some people lack wisdom. The Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Amen? We must understand that this that this walk that this walk with Christ that this thing called life in general it's a it's hard it gets hard sometimes I understand that I get it I get it trust me I get it but we must understand that in the process through this process of called life we must understand that we must keep the main thing the main thing and the main thing is that we follow the plan of God through this life and that we follow that we follow the statutes of God at the end of the day he can teach us he can show us he can teach us he can tell us he can show us he can do all of that but if we do not take heed to what he is telling us and we don't take heed to the issues of our lives if we, and when I mean take it to the issues of our lives, I mean learn from the issues, learn from the problems, learn from the mistakes, learn from, learn from what we have. Sometimes we need to take inventory of ourselves. Sometimes we need to pour out what's in our cup, because what's in our cup is bitter. If you got jealousy against a person, get rid of it, because there's no time to be playing. If you have envy towards a person, get rid of it. It's no time to be playing. Because at the end of the day, right now, 
the coming of the Lord is right at hand. And this is this is the bottom line. This is the bottom line, okay? Bottom line. The coming of the Lord is right at hand. And we must put ourselves in a position. We must make sure that we are in a position to be able to be ready for heaven. We have to be. We got one shot, y'all. Everybody got one shot to make it to heaven. You got one shot. You might say, well, no, I don't. I can I can make it through. You've taught about the tribulation period. I can make it through the tribulation. Look, let me tell you something. If you can't make it through this life right now, you there ain't no way. I wouldn't even chance it. I wouldn't even chance being a mortar. I wouldn't even chance it. And if you saved and you got the Holy Ghost, you could forget it. Because I'm telling you the truth right now. You could forget it. You're going to end up lost. And this is point blank period. If you have salvation in your life right now, if you say that I've been, that I have repented of my sins and I have been baptized in Jesus name and I've been filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost and you miss heaven and you miss the, miss the rapture, you can forget it. You you're doomed. I'm just going to tell you like it is because you made your calling an election, but you didn't make it sure. You're doomed. I'm just going to put it bluntly and I'm just going to put it plain. That's the way it is. But those that have not received salvation yet, you still have a chance. And if you have salvation, hold on to your salvation. Don't take it lightly because we have people out there that are one. Look, you you have you have mind battles. I, and I and I and I hear it and I see it. We have mind battles whether you're in church or out of church. You have mind battles. Should I do this or should I not do this? Should I come to the Lord? Well, if I come to the Lord, if if I if I if I these are for the people that are out of the church. If I if should I come to the Lord? If I come to the Lord, I lose out on what I'm doing right now. Look, let me tell you something. Right now, what you're doing right now has nothing compared to what the Lord has for you in the end. It is not a comparison. Whatever the Lord tells you to get rid of, the Lord will replace it with something greater. I don't know why I'm going here, but this is what I'm ta- this is this is what the Lord is giving me right now. If the Lord tells you to get rid of something, whether it be sin or whatever it is, whether you saved or unsaved, if the Lord tells you to get rid of something and you do it, the Lord is going to bless you with something much greater than what you had. He's not going to leave you empty. We know that by, by the woman at the well. We know that by the scripture, by the woman at the well, he said that I will give you water springing up. He said the water that I give, you may never thirst again. The Bible says, he that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Okay? So if you give up something for him, he's going to give you something in return. Now, now, let me tell you this. We're not giving up stuff just to receive stuff. We're doing it because of our salvation. We're doing it because we want to see heaven. But if you have not received Christ... In the pardon of your sins. And if you're saying, well, I'm just going to wait until I'm going to wait until, uh, you know, I do this or I do that or I, I take care of this or I take care of that. I'll wait until, um, 
you know, I get myself together. Let me tell you something. Man, woman, boy, and girl, you cannot get yourself together. If you could get yourself together, you wouldn't have to be, you wouldn't be celebrating Easter that we celebrated on last week. Mm. Got quiet, didn't he? You might say, well, what do you mean? If, if I could get myself together, I wouldn't be celebrating Easter on last week. What do you mean? God wouldn't have to die if you could if you could get your own self together. He wouldn't have had to die. Jesus wouldn't have had to die. So get that out of your cup now. Get that out of your thought process now. You cannot fix yourself. It takes the Lord for you to, to fix you. Come on to him and let him do it. Don't you try to do it yourself because most of the time when we try to do it ourselves, we make more of a mess than what we already had. When we try to fix stuff, or when we don't want to wait on the Lord, and this is for people that are saved, when we don't want to wait on the Lord and we move before he says move, we mess it up even more. We mess up even more. Do you hear me? And let me tell you something about life. Life can be so tricky. Life can be so tricky. But it's but it is the decisions that we make. It is the decisions that we think about doing. You know what? The best way to know that the decision that we made is right, ask the Lord. Because when you make a decision, the Bible says in Colossians 3 and 17, whatsoever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if we do this in the name of Jesus, we're pleasing him. Okay. The reason why I say ask the Lord is because ask the Lord before you make that decision. Ask the Lord before you go after that dream. Ask the Lord, is that is that right for me? Because if you're not because if you're not pleasing him, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth you hurting yourself even more, putting hurt in your cup, putting hurt in your life. It's not worth it. It's not worth you going after that and then in the end getting hurt. It's not worth you going after that man or that woman and in the end getting hurt. It ain't worth it. You're better than that. You're better than that. I'm better than that. It ain't worth going after that job and you losing out on your salvation because you trying to go after the job, trying to get more money. Look, let me tell you something. Pay your tithes and then you'll be blessed. I'm learning that. Okay? Give unto the Lord and he'll give it back unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. That's in the book of Matthew. That's just a, that's just a little nugget for you. Amen. Give him his just due. Give. I heard a sermon one time. It was it was titled "Give the man what he wants." You give the man what he wants, and in return, he'll give you what you need. And what sometimes he'll even give you your wants. He'll give you some of your desires. But your desires and your needs and your wants have to match up to God's. Not us matching up to. We have to match up to him, not him matching up to us. See, people take it wrong. People make people make the mistake that God has to match up to us when we have to match up to him. And what the reason why we got hurt in the cup, the reason why we got uh, bitterness in the cup, the reason why we got uh, uh, um, un- ungratefulness in the cup is because of the fact 
that we are not matching up to him. We're trying to get him to match up to us. And we low. We low. That's why some of us think that we're better than we than, 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 than the next person. And you not. We not. I'm not better than anybody. I'm not better than the next man on the moon. I'm not better than my neighbor. I have people that are looking at me right now. I know this. I got people that are looking at me and my wife right now that think, hey, they got the best life. You know, they doing this. They making moves. They make, they doing this. They doing that. That's because I serve the Lord. That's because as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Now, have we got it all together? No. Has my wife got it all together? No. Have I got it all together? No. Am I perfect? Yes. No, I'm joking, y'all. No. Um, have I arrived? No. Have I arrived? Uh, uh, have I arrived to my potential? No, I have not. Am I the best thing going today? With Jesus, I am. Every blessing that he gives us, everything that he gives us is for a reason. You know what? In every issue that you go through, in every problem that you face, in every test that you go through, you know it's for a reason? You know it's for a blessing at the end? The Bible says in, in Romans, it says, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. We know this. We understand this. All things work together. All things work together for the good. But we have to understand that, hey, I got to, I got to, I got to. I got to change my circle. I got to change. You have to change. Not change with the times. I'm not. When I say change with the times, I'm talking about change with the times of the Lord. I'm not talking about change for the times of this world. Because this world is shrewd. You got you See, the world wants you to change with them. You got to fit in. You got to, you got to. Look. Dare to be different. Dare to be different. I was... That was a sermon that I heard years ago. Dare to be different. You're not. You are not like everybody else. I'm not like everybody else. Why? Because there's only one of me. There's only one of you. You are special. Look, let me tell you something. Whether you saved or unsaved, God wants you to come with. God made you a special place. In heaven, God's got a mansion waiting on you. You know why? Because you are VIP. You are a VIP. I'm a VIP. When He created me, He created me on a VIP status. A very important person. That's why He died for me. That's why He died on the cross for me to set me free. But there are some people that take it lightly. You're taking it lightly. You're saying, hey, I'll give my life up tomorrow. I'll give my life to him tomorrow. I'll wait. I, I'll, I'll go to, I'll go party here. I'll go party there. I'll go drug it up here. I'll go drug. That's not made for you. That wasn't made for you. 
That wasn't made for me. Heaven is waiting on me. Royalty is made for me. That's what's made for me. That's what's supposed to be in my cup. Royalty. I'm royalty. I was was adopted into the family of God. I was adopted into the kingdom. Amen. Man, we about man, man, this is getting this is getting good, y'all. We about to take a commercial break. I'm so sorry, y'all. Man, I, I'm just man. We about to go to a commercial break. After this commercial break, we're gonna come back and finish this out, man. We're talking about what's in your cup on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast show with your host Adam Tuggle. Bless you, God bless you. And continue to listen to the to this uh, episode of the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show with your host Adam Tuggle. God bless you, and I will see you after this commercial break. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody! On behalf of the Triumphant Faith. Apostolic Church family, and our pastor and first lady, Pastor William A. Tuggle III, and our first lady, Cosette Trotman Tuggle, the Triumphant Faith Apostolic Church family, invites you to attend our Facebook live stream every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. We will be streaming this live stream on Facebook on our First Lady Cosette Trotman Tuggles page every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. We encourage you to attend this triumphant word of God every Sunday that you might be blessed by the teachings and preaching of our pastor, Pastor William A. Tuggle III, every Sunday, and that you might receive a mighty word of God in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back. Ha <laughs> ha. Welcome back to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I am your host again, Adam Tuggle, and man, I'm pumped up about this uh, show today, y'all. I'm pumped up about this episode today, because we are talking about the topic, what's in your cup today. Man, this is a this is a powerful, powerful topic, y'all. We, man, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna dive back into this, but let me give a special shout out to all of our listeners again. Um, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners uh, around the world because you make this podcast what it is uh, today. I want to say thank you to every listener um, from from the United States to Canada to Japan to Ireland to uh, Nigeria to everywhere. God bless you. God, we we here at the Summit Internet Radio Podcast, we pray for you guys. We love you guys. And we thank you for listening. We thank you for listening to this episode today because this episode is very, very powerful today, y'all. And so, amen. Now, getting back to this. 
we must understand, and this is the, uh, I'm going to give the final thought in a little bit, but I want you guys to understand something. Jesus died for us. Jesus died for us that we might have a life. He said that, that we might have a life more abundantly. My former pastor said this in one of her last sermons that, um, you know, she said it like this. There's a lot of living to do over here. You got people that don't know how to live life. They live life thinking that, hey, life is one big life is one big party that, hey, I should be able to live my life the way I want to. And, hey, you, the Lord has given us the, the, the right to make decisions. So, hey, if you want to live your life that way, that's cool. I, I, I can't tell you how to live your life. But I will say this. If you want to live your life that way, you know, that's, that's you. But remember that there are consequences to our actions. And we have to do it the Lord's way. Because as the song says, there is no other way. There is no other way I can live without you. That song says, there is no other way. That I can live without him. There's no way I can live without Jesus. And you might say, well, look. And I want to bring this out. I want to bring this out. You might say, well, I got Jesus. I know him. I know him. I know him. I know who he is. I've heard about him in church. I've, I've heard about him as a child. I know him. So there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to, you know, uh, party it up and, you know, live it up. I know him. But my question to you is, does he know you? You might know of him, but do you know him in the pardon of your sins? Do you know him as being the God that redeemeth thee? Those, those, all of that stuff, look, the, 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 the drugs, the, the money, the cars, the clothes, the clubs, all of that stuff, the, the, the cussing and all of that, all of that stuff. And whether, look, let's take that out of the equation real quick. Let's take that out of the equation real quick. Let's say you are morally good. You do everything right. You're giving, whatever. You, you, you don't do none of that stuff. You don't smoke. You don't drink. You don't do none of that. Let me tell you something. Just because you're morally good, being morally good is not good enough to make it to heaven. Ooh, morally good is not good enough. You, morally good individual, I love you. Jesus loves you. But that's not good enough. You know why? Because when you were born, you were born a sinner. I was born a sinner. And the one thing that people forget to understand is this. Some people, I ain't gonna say all, but some people, they forget to understand that, hey, 
I was born a sinner and I need my sins washed away. No matter if I'm no matter if I'm a saint, no matter if I was born in church, no matter if I was born outside of the church, no matter if I'm a drug pusher, no matter if I'm a drug dealer, no matter if I'm a a, 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 a whoremonger, whatever. Whatever you are, whoever you are, we were all born and shaped in iniquity. We were all born and shaped in sin. And the Bible says, lay aside every weight and sin that so easily beset us. We must be washed. We must, we must repent. We must be washed in the precious blood of the Lamb. All of us. From the day of Pentecost up until now, you must be born again of the water and the Spirit. As Jesus told Nicodemus, I don't care who you are. I don't care what color you are. You can be black, white, uh, Chinese, uh, Latino, uh, uh, Dominican, whatever. Whatever. Asian. You must be born again of the water and the spirit. See, you know, we have racial barriers in the world right now. But guess what? When it comes to salvation, there is no racial barriers. You could be whatever color, creed, or whatever. You can even be whatever religion you are. As long as you baptize in the name of Jesus Christ, as long as you, look, and as long as you preach in truth, I'm going to say that too. As long as you, you can be any religion that you want to be. You can name any type of religion that you want to name. You can be, if that Muslim wants to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, and they want to be, they want to repent and be baptized in Jesus' name. And they want to go down in Jesus' name and receive the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. If they want to do it, and if they want to call themselves, hey, look, hey, I'm all for it. If you preach in truth. Amen. Amen. Because the Bible, because the Lord's not coming back for religion. He's coming back for a church that had made themselves ready. And, they, and, and you know what? Some people are going to be very, very shocked when the rapture takes place. Some people are going to be very, very shocked when they think, when those people that they thought wasn't going are actually going. When they thought the people that were going aren't actually going. Because there's going to be some people that are, that are, that are so, so holy that are not going to make it. Because they had bitterness in their cup. Because they had envy in their cup. Because they thought that they can do it better than the pastor could. Because they thought that they, that, that sermon, uh, that they thought that, that sermon attacked them. That they thought that, that pastor attacked them. When they wasn't really attacking them. When they thought about leaving the church because they felt attacked. That's no excuse. Jesus took all excuses to the cross. Now, I'm not one, me personally, I'm not one to say what goes on in a church because, hey, I'm not in everybody's church. I don't know what goes on in in your church, and you don't know what goes on in my church. But, look, I do know that the Lord took all excuses to the cross. He took those excuses that you have. He took all those excuses that you have not to want to give your life to him. He took all of those excuses to the cross. I understand. 
Look, there are some people now that say, hey, I don't go to church because there's so much there's so much uh, uh, animosity in the church. Or there's so much hypocrites in the church. Let me tell you something. Don't follow the hypocrites. That is not a reason why you need to be out of the church. That is an excuse for you to sit at home or for art for some people. That is an excuse and I'm going to hit it where it hurts. That is an excuse for you to continue in doing what you're doing. That is an, that, that is an excuse. And if you grew up in the church and you think, hey, I done live my, I, I done been in the church my whole life. I need to live life. Look, let me tell you something. That's an excuse too. Mm-hmm. I done been there, done that. Me personally, I done lived. I done lived in the church. I lived my life in the church. That's an excuse. Well, I need to see what's out there. No, you don't. Ain't nothing but tragedy and, and destruction out there. I'm gonna tell you that now. I'm gonna tell you that now. Where you're at right now is in the best place. If you grew up in the church, stay there. Ain't no time to be getting out. Ain't no time to be moving places. Ain't no time to be doing all that. Uh-uh. No, don't do that. My advice to you is don't do that. And you can take it or leave it. My pastor always says, you. My, my, my father tells us as his children, he, said, he lets us know when he's telling us as our pastor. And he lets us know when, he, when he's telling us as our, as our father. And he says, when I'm... When I'm talking to you as your father, I'm giving you advice. I'm advising you. I'm advising you. I'm telling you. I'm not telling you what to do because you're grown. I'm not even telling you what to do as your pastor. I'm advising you. You can either do it or don't do it. That's up to you. But I advise you. If you are in the church, and you've been in the church your whole life, don't come out. And you thinking about it. You thinking about, hey, look, I need to live life. I don't grow up in the church. I don't. I done lay a, lay a testimony service. I done preached. I done done this and I done done it. All my life has been dedicated to the church. Well, and I need time to live. Let me tell you something. And I'm about to I'm about to, I'm about to quit. But let me tell you something. You need time to yourself. Okay, look, let me tell you something. What if Jesus took time off? What if Jesus, now let me ask you this, and this is for everybody. This is for everybody, and I'm going to leave it with this. What if Jesus took your life and put it in and left it in your hands? I want you to think about this. What if the Lord literally took your life and put your life in your hands and said, after today, once I put your life in your hands, you are responsible for everything. I'm not going to bless you no more. I'm not going to give you what you need no more. You do it. You figure it out. You figure out the way. You figure out the You figure out the way to where you where, where you need to go. I'm gonna leave it up to you. I'm gonna leave it to you. Do you know? You would be more hurt than you would having God take control of your life. Think about that. 
What if God just stepped back and said, what if God did to what if God did to us what, he, what we do to him? God, I don't need you right now. Okay, uh, Sam, I don't need you right now. Sarah, I don't need you right now. Nikita, I don't need you right now. I don't need you right now, James. I don't need you. Just like you telling God, I don't need. And we may not literally say it, but we say it with our actions. Oh, I got it from here, God. Okay, well, you go ahead. You got it from here. What if God gave you the liberty to take it from there? Take your whole life and take it from there. You would mess up your life. I would mess up my life if God was to do that to me. And we would be a nervous wreck. This world would be in chaos if he allowed the whole world to do whatever they wanted to do. Now, what if, now think about it like this. And I'm going to close with this. What if he let the devil do whatever he wanted to do? You better think about that. What if he let the devil do whatever he wanted to do to you? You wouldn't have a fighting chance. Why wouldn't you want to put your hands in the hands? Why wouldn't you want to put your life in the hands of a man that, that controls that? Why wouldn't you want to give your life to him? He stopped. Look, there are some things now that you have been in, that I have been in, that the devil has tried to literally kill you, that the devil has literally tried to kill me, tried to take my very life, and and the Lord stopped it. What if the Lord said, no, I'm not going to stop it? That's the end of your life. But yet, we sit here, we sit here like we are so good and we sit here like we are so big like we are so important God I'm going to wait to give my life why are you making Why are you making him wait we sit there like we so important and we ain't nothing we dirt we dirt that's all we are we are nothing but dirt we, we can dress it up. We can clothe it up. We can get the latest shoes. But guess what? You dirt. You're dirt. You're dirt. How do you think Lot's wife turned into a pillar of, a pillar of salt? She's dirt. You're dirt. You can get the latest shoes. You can get the latest Jordans. You can get the latest jeans. You can clothe it up. You can call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. You can drive the latest car, but you guess what? That car is in dirt. That that dirt is driving that car. You're dirt. From the ground of which you came, from the ground you go back. Ain't nobody gonna remember that. Ain't nobody. If you was to if you was to leave this earth today, ain't nobody gonna remember what car you drove in the next 15, 15 to 20 years. Ain't nobody gonna remember that. Ain't nobody gonna remember. Look, and let me tell you something. You think you all big and bad with your job? Let me tell you something. If you was to pass away today, let me tell you something. Your job is going to replace you. They ain't gonna care nothing about it. I done seen it happen. I had a guy, literally. I had a I had a young man on my job when I was working in retail. I had a young man on my job pass away, and guess what? 
They ain't thought about him not one time since he died. Guess what they did? They replaced his position. And guess what? He's gone. The manager that was the manager went to his funeral. But you think anybody else went? Maybe a couple people, but not the whole store. The whole store didn't shut down just because they just because he died. The store didn't close and everybody didn't go to that funeral. That's what I'm I'm just using that as an example. I don't mean to be harsh, but that's what I'm saying. We need to understand that we are just people. We are just dirt. And without God, we are nothing. So give your life today. Say yes to him. Give up all that other stuff. I'm telling you, give it up. If you, whatever you need to get out of your cup, get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Before time is of the essence. Before it's too late. Before you count it too late. Before it's too late for you to get it out. If you got, look, I I deal with the fam, I deal with families. Let me tell you something. If you have an ought against your family, against your mother, against your father, get rid of it. Get rid of that ought. Bind those ties back together. Forgive and forget. You may not forgive what they've done to you, but forgive them. Love them. Love them in spite of them. I'm going to tell you something. One of my family members in my life, and one of my family members, I love them dearly. Love them dearly. Love them. And I'm, I'm going to say this. I say it as a testimony now. But, you know... I didn't back then. My my mother, me and my me me and my biological mother, we haven't had the best relationship all, all my life. Matter of fact, my my father, my father told me from childhood on up to adulthood, always love your mother in spite of what you in spite of what she's done, in spite of what you think she's done, love your mother. And I couldn't grasp that as a child, because as a child, I used to, I, I hated my mother. And I'm going to be honest, this is just something I had to deal with. And I dealt with it, eventually. I dealt with it. I love my mother now. I love her. And I'll give her anything that, anything, anything that she needs. I'll help her. So with my father, so with my stepmother. I love them to life. But there was a time and a place where I hated my mother. Even in my even in my sanctification, so-called. But I wasn't really being sanctified and holy because I was sitting over there hating somebody. I'm just gonna be honest. If you sitting over there got an all against somebody and you ain't taking care of it, you ain't good for come on now. Repent. Repent for the hate and get it right. Because it is no time to be, it is no time right now to be out of the will of God because God is coming. He's coming. And I don't mean, I did not mean to take this long, but we at the end of the show, but it is no time to be, it is no time 
to have any alts against anybody. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a family member. I don't care if it's a friend. I don't care if it's an enemy. Look, love your enemies. Love the one that spitefully uses you. I'm telling you now because time is of the essence. What is in your cup? What is in your life that you need to think? Think about changing. What is it in my life that I think about changing? I think about my life all the time. The, the, from, the, from the time I get up to the time I lay down, I think about my life. I'm always repenting about something. Even if I ain't done nothing, I still repent. Even if I, the, th- the thoughts, even the thoughts, wrong thoughts can keep you out of heaven. So think about it. I hope this, um, I hope this episode has blessed your soul on today. And I pray that you have a very, very blessed rest of your week. My God, I pray that you have a very, very blessed week and a very, very blessed weekend. Um, As it states in Acts 2 and 38, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the only way to get into heaven. This is the only way Bible-based to see the Lord's face in peace. One day, you must repent. You must be baptized in Jesus' name, and you must be filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. And then after that, you must live the holy and saved life, y'all. If you do not hear my voice again, should by some factor, Lord forbid, but if you don't hear my voice again, I hope to see you on next week. But if you don't hear me or see hear my voice ever again, I will see you in the rapture. Continue to wear your mask. Continue to wear your hand sanitizer. Continue to wash your hands. Get vaccinated. Go get that vaccine. I'm going to get mine. I have made up of my mind. I'm going to get my vaccine. So get your vaccine and tune in this Saturday to the um, Spirit Alive Network. You can look me up on Google, uh, Adam Tuggle on the Spirit Alive Network because we are doing a show on Saturday, our live radio broadcast every Saturday. Um, we're going to be having a good topic on there. So, amen. God bless you. I love you. And make sure you stay in the will of God. What's in your cup? Look at your life. See what's in your life. See what you need to take care of on today. In Jesus' name. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you next time right here on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show with your host, Adam Tuggle, in Jesus' name. God bless you. I love you all, in Jesus' name.